why we are singing Jehovah, you are the most I call. You are the reason why we are singing Jehovah, you are the most I call. Jehovah, you are, you are. I call Jehovah. You are, you are Jehovah. You are the most I call. You are the reason why we are singing Jehovah. You are the most I call Jehovah. You are. You are Jehovah. You are the Messiah, God. Jehovah. You are. You are Jehovah. You are the Messiah, God. Good morning, my brother and sister. I welcome you to this episode, Divine Clue. Moments of divine truth, and this morning we want to talk on abounding grace for good work. Abounding grace for good work, and I want to tell you that the Lord loves you. The Lord God Almighty, who created heaven and earth, loves you so much, and He also loves me so much. He cares for us 24 hours, 24 hours, 27 hours, all hours. The Lord God loves you and I. But there are things that we are lacking as a Christian. There are things that we are lacking as a nation. And all those things are the ones that are causing problems for us. I want to tell you that God is not an engineer of every challenge that we are facing. In many occasions, we are the one that cause, uh, we are the source of what is happening to us due to our action and our response to an issues because the output determines the the input determine the output so anything with us has a reward like a statement that says boomerang so if you do good you shall receive good and that's why the bible says we should do good to everybody because every human being are expecting to enjoy good in their life let's open to the book of second corinthians this morning second corinthians and you are going to read from second corinthians chapter 9 we will read verse 8 alone second corinthians chapter 9 i will read verse 8 alone eight alone and we want to see something there second corinthians chapter 9 i believe you are with your scripture this morning and you want to follow me to that verse 8 c and god is able to make all grace abound toward you now you want to look at it very well we'll see something that means that god is sufficient to do that particular thing we call grace he said and god is able the person that talking here is man that we call Apostle Paul. 
a man that enjoyed grace in all ramifications. And that's the reason why in all his letters, when he wants to write it up, he asks for grace. Because he understands what his grace is all about. A grace is something that we are not labor that they are being given to us. Or something that we are not expect that are being given unto us. Or something that we are not deserved that are being given unto us. And some people come, they say it is an unmerited favor. It is an unmerited favor. So when we are talking about grace, it's not what you can do anything to get at all. No. It comes from God Himself. It comes from the above power. So that's what we call grace. It's the enablement. Grace is an enablement to do what you cannot do by yourself. Grace is an enablement to carry out the assignment that ordinarily you cannot carry out with your capability. Grace is an enablement to receive what you are not worth to receive as a woman. So that's what we call grace. Grace is a special endowment unto the humanity. So and every woman be have this what we call grace. You know, let me give a sample before we go far in what we are saying. You know, everybody, when you sleep, is a grace for you to sleep. Because many people want to sleep, but they cannot sleep. So you have no power to control your sleep. To say, at this hour, I want to sleep. At this moment, I want to sleep. Even when you lie down, the sleep may not come. So, but it is someone that gives you enablement to sleep. And the same person that gives you enablement to wake up. That's what we call grace. Grace to sleep, grace to wake up. It is grace that helps you to do what? To wake up. You don't say, even though if you set a and say, I'm going to wake up by 5 a.m. or by 3 a.m. No. He's someone that is in charge of that grace. I mean, I'm talking about God now. He don't give you the grace to wake up that day. Let your alarm begin to ring and ring and ring. Let it ring 20 or 40 times. You will not wake up. If the owner of your soul has been taken away, it is even the breath of life in you, you receive it by grace. You didn't pay money for it. And take for instance, look at this dimension oxygen. Some people are in hospital now. Now, they are taking oxygen to breathe in and breathe it out. No. What is that? It is grace that makes you to breathe in and breathe out. And there's no any casualty. Why some people are using oxygen to take what you are taking in out of free of charge? You see now. So now, grace... Bible now said that in that book of Corinthians uh, chapter 9, verse 8, the Bible says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Why is he using that word, all grace? Now, that's what you need to ask yourself. Now, to me, I want, to, I want you to see that God has given you the grace to sleep yesterday. He has given you the grace to wake up this morning. So, he can still give you grace to carry out special assignments. He has special assignment for you today, but he give you grace. But there's something that used to happen to humanity. There are something that make us to be used the grace, and that's the grace of decision. Grace of decision. God gave us choice. He not created us like a robot. That also is a grace. Grace to decide what you want to do. Grace to decide where you want to go. Grace to decide what you want. Grace to decide what you don't want. Grace to reject what you hate. Grace to do what you want to do. So God give us that grace. But you must know that woman being, 
That's why God give us that grace. We have limited, and grace is sparing, and grace is a is a stage by stage. So, and that is why you must not compare yourself with anybody. So now the Bible says, I, I need it again. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Why is He using one all grace? That's where I am. He said, All grace. He has given you grace to wake up, like I said. So now, all three things you want to do today is not by your power. Either you planned it yesterday. Either you said, Today I want to lay the foundation of my house. No, today I want to go and purchase a new car. No. It is one that gives you grace. Even when you are planning God's grace of decision, when you decided, He gives you grace to sleep and wake up. If you did not wake up this morning, you can't get that car. If you don't wake up this morning, you cannot go and say, you want to lay the foundation of your house. So, now you are giving the grace to wake up. Some wake up, they have the same intention, the money is there, but another catastrophe issue or something come up that they cannot be able to do that thing. I don't know, maybe you are getting my message. And some people, they are even planning, let's go there, to go and say, on their way, they had an accident and they passed that. See, now, but God said, he will give you grace. Grace to in all things, nothing. So now he said, yeah, part of the grace of what of of of, uh, of being waking up. Let me put it this way also. You know, some people wake up this morning. They have a lot of idea of what they are going to carry out this morning before. But when they want to wake up this morning, they cannot rest their hands. No, the order has changed immediately. So, and that's exactly what we are talking about grace. So, what God said, I should tell you this morning, as you are listening to me, that He will give you grace in no ramification to carry out God God giving assignment this day. He will give that grace a, a band. So, you need not to be afraid. Say, ah, can I do this? Ah, will I be able to do this? No, no. You can do it because with God, all things are possible. And He is promising. In this purpose, that and he is able to make grace abound toward you all grace so grace to carry out that assignment if god has given a future to start a ministry don't be afraid if god has give you a future to start a business don't be afraid if god has give you an assignment that thought is too uh is too hard or carry out no his grace will suffer for you when he called Jeremiah. Jeremiah said i'm a very young i can't do it no i have ordained you to do that i have releasing grace upon you you must go and do it and you will do it they will not harm you no you see he said no no because i have set he has set him down to uproot to root it you don't know i don't know maybe you are getting the message so the same way when god made grace abound for you nobody can stop you nobody only person that can stop you is you that said you want to make a decision that is against what god wants to do everybody know that um, fornication sin all kind of sin is wrong yes especially when you are a believer the bible told you god has made that grace abound for you not to commit that sin but you have a grace of decision you have a grace of decision either to listen to your flesh or to listen to god or to listen to to information that the flesh or the enjoyment that the flesh is asking for or to follow what the scripture has taught you that grace is available we call it grace of decision grace of where to go power god has made that grace of them right why the bible says in the month of he said even where grace abound rather he said grace is much abound it's much advanced. You have grace to say no to fornication. You have grace to say no, but you have one grace we call decision. The will to say no to it or to say no that you ought to say I want to go to that direction. 
He has given you that power. And that's what we call self-control in the book of Galatians. The power of self-control. He's talking about that grace for you to decide, for you to deny yourself because of what God wants to do through you. So now let's take for this. Let me let, let me put it in this way. Now, God Joshua, when he preached the gospel to the Israelites and he had performed different kinds of miracles for them, God has used him in their means. So but these people are still stiff naked. They are still doing the thing the way they want to do it. Now he got to the point and the man said, Today I have shown you the way of life. And I've shown you of that. He said, so, so you choose by yourself. He's telling them that grace has been making me to preach the truth to you. You have seen the truth. Either you go back to the idol of your forefather or you serve the living God. But for me, I've used the grace of my decision. That grace that God has made me because if I die, I cannot decide. If I die, I cannot make a decision. Now, but for the grace that I'm eldish, for the grace that I wake up this morning, that's what you're trying to say. For the grace that I've known the word of God. I have used that grace of decision to show the right part that I and my family we will serve the Lord. But you make use of the grace you have now to decide where you want to go, to decide what you want to do. That is exactly what he's telling them. My brother and sister, you can be free from that fornication, you can be free from that lying, you can be free from that all that thing that devil is using as a bait to tie you down. Only you want you need to recognize that God has given you the grace to say no to it. God has given you say He has given you the grace to say no to it. To say no, I don't want it. And when you believe as a man think in his heart, so is as you believe in your heart that God has given you that grace to deny sin and you say no to it and sin will say no. He said, "Rebuke the evil and shall be run away from you. Rebuke the death rather and shall be run away from you." You have that same. You may decide to say no. I will not. Devil will not do me anything. Let me just papa him. Yes, I may decide to say no. Go. So God has made grace abound for you. But listen to me, the grace that make you sleep yesterday night, the grace that make you wake up this morning, the grace that God gave it to you to be healthy, that you can raise your hands, you can see, you can hear, you can move from one place to another, you can decide. That grace is meant for something. And that book of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, lay an emphasis on the essence of why God has given you that grace. You must understand that. You must understand that. Let's read further. Now, he said, let me read it again before I read it further. He said, and God is able to make grace abound toward you. All great abound toward you. That you always have him all sufficient in all things. Now, so listen to that part B of it. That you always have all things. Grace is providing something for you. I have told you before, grace is enablement. Grace is providing something that you cannot provide. Grace is giving you something that you did not have. Grace is come to enable you with a sufficient power that you cannot use yourself. Now, nobody, listen to me very well, nobody can raise his hand except God giving the grace. Because you just make sure that you just decide that you raise your hand is raised. Now, those that are paralyzed, ask them if they don't, they don't want to raise their hand. Just as you think as you want to raise their hand, they also have the same thought that they want to raise their hand. But they cannot raise it because that grace 
has not been there. So grace is a enablement for you. It's a provided strength, sufficient something for you to do what you cannot do by yourself. What you cannot do ordinarily by yourself. That is what we call grace. Now, in that sense, now, in that in that sense, now that that you always have all sufficient strength to carry your body, all sufficient ability to think, to reason, and to decide, all sufficient grace to carry out, all sufficient provision to carry out what God has given to you. So, if someone is sin, don't say it is work of devil. It is you that are going to make use the grace. It is you. Okay, let, let me come in this way. Let's assume that you come to church. I came to church. I mean, both of us come to church. We are not many number. And God is preaching word through his minister. Or his servant or pastor or whatever, or evangelist. And he's preaching the gospel. Now, if both of us here, we have the same grace to be under that teaching, right? I believe you understand what I'm saying. We have the same grace to be under that teaching because we are not sick. We are not bedridden. That's why we can move down by ourselves to the church. I didn't say no, that but really also don't have grace. They have grace. But I'm not coming, I'm not coming in that level today. Because it's a grace for them to, to, to even be in that position, to maintain that position and not deny God. Why some people deny God? That's not where I'm going. So now, if they are not preaching the gospel and I have my phone, I may decide to use my God by my decision of grace, grace of decision, to begin to press my phone, to be on Facebook and begin to chat, even in the church. Why should some people who bring their pen, just listen, jotting what they're saying, open the Bible, yes. And some people may decide not to pick a newspaper and begin to read from it. And some people may decide and just begin to talk to one another. In fact, where the message is going. So it depends on how we use decision, the grace of decision to manage the grace we are receiving. So that's exactly what I'm talking this morning. So now God has made grace abound for you, brother. To have sufficient power to say no to what is wrong and to say yes to what is right. He has given the grace of gift, grace of talent. You don't decide it. Grace of spiritual gift. A part of grace of being alive, he gives the grace of technical wisdom, knowledge, understanding, intellect. All is grace. You can never, nothing you can do to be intelligent. Except God gave you that grace. Yes. You, there's nothing you can do to acquire talent. You know, no, 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 no. Talent is what God gave to you. You are born with that grace. You born with that. You are born with that grace. You born with that ability. So as you are doing it, you become groom. You become guru in it. Yes, that I I believe that. So now he made that sufficient. So now, so now, why is it making all this grace this sufficient? Available for us in not sufficient all things to sufficient in good, the whole thing. The reason is this, and that's where we are missing it. That we must do that may have an abundance for every good work. That is the essence of all the grace, and that's where a lot of people are missing it. The grace of being alive, the grace of gifts, the grace of financial resources, the grace of human resources. The grace of um, social amenity, the grace of uh, mineral resources, the grace of every grace that God will give you is not for your personal aggrandizement. It does not make you say, I am better. Grace does not say, you are better than another. No! Grace does not forget to make you to see yourself that I am better than this one. 
And that's the reason why most of us as a pastor, we do miss it sometimes. That's the reason why most of we Christians, we do miss it sometimes. Because God has given us the grace, we read, we assimilate, we understand the scripture, we preach the word of God, or God gives us the grace and spiritual gift, which is a, by grace. You can never have it when God did not give it to you. And you now say, no, I'm healing, I'm beginning to show. No, it's not for that, sir. It is for good work. All three things God gives to you, the gift of life, the ability, the intelligence is not to be used for Yahoo Yahoo. It's to do good work. It's not to be used to, sh- to, 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 to write another person or to shit another person. No, it's meant for good work. It's not for making you to load it over any other person. No, it's for good work. Good work is what will please in God. And how can you not do good work? That's another challenge you are facing. How can we not do the good work? No man can do good work. No man. No man. That's why Jesus replied that man that said, Good man. He said, There's no good man except God. Jesus did not condemn himself in the presence of that man. He is telling the man that he a woman. He knew the mind of the man. He was replied to man according to his heart. No man. And that's the reason why Jesus came to this world that every man will be able to be able to know the good thing. And that's what the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, made us to know. He said, Every woman being, including you that listen to me this morning, we are workmanship of God, created in Christ Jesus. That is to say, something has happened to a woman being when they are created in, in the beginning. So we are now born in the nature of a Adamic nature, a, Adam, a sinful nature. That is why you don't need to teach anybody to commit sin. No. And we all know that sin is not a good thing to do. But that's what our flesh desire. That's what our heart desire. That's why everything about desire. So we need that to be recreated in Christ Jesus. That's what the book of Revelation, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 tells us. We need it to be, to be recreated. To become new. To become born again. That's what Jesus is telling Nicodemus. Nicodemus said, I know you are a good teacher and you are come from God because of what you are doing. He said, no, except, listen to the answer of Jesus. Answer of Jesus, no, only, only, you cannot see the kingdom except you have been born again. Except you have been recreated. Except your heart has been formatted. Except, except the blood of Jesus formatted all the sinful desire. All the sinful uh, uh, attitude. All the sinful uh, philosophy. Except they format it. Except there is a changing of heart. That's repent. Except your heart has been removed and give you the heart of flesh. That's the promise of God. Except that thing come to you, you can never do good. And that's the reason why the problem you are facing in Nigeria, they say our government, they are just, they are just uh, a looter, they are just cheating us, they are just doing all kinds of things. And that's why they cannot make use the grit of mineral resources that God has given to us for a benefit. That's why they cannot make use it effectively. Because most of them have not been recreated in Christ Jesus. My dear listener, this morning, have you been recreated in Christ Jesus? Have you for good work because you can't carry out that good work which has ordained for you to do except you are declaring in, in, in Christ Jesus? It's impossible. And that's why God said, when Jesus had been baptized, He said, This is my only because of in which I well pleased, listening to Him. 
It is in Christ Jesus that you are being repented. It is in Christ Jesus that they give you a new heart. It is in Christ Jesus that your direction is, 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 is shifted from where the, the world is going to where God wants you to be. You can never know the will of God in total except you are being born again. Except you are being recreated in Christ Jesus. So you cannot do this good work. All the grace that God may give you, you will be wasting it except you are being recreated in Christ Jesus. You will be wasting the grace of God and you are going to account for it in the year to come. Because you receive freely, but you are going to give account of it. You Listen to it again. You receive grace freely from God. You pay nothing for it, but you are going to give account of it in the year to come. You are going to give account of the gift of life. Each day that God wake you up, Listen, there's an agenda that God wants you to carry out. Every moment that you are like this, there's a something that God wants to carry out through you. And they give you all sufficient grace. He has made it available for you. Grace to believe what I'm saying this one is there. But there's a grace of decision and say, mm, don't, don't mind those pastors. They have come again. He come to deceive us. Jesus called Jesus name. He has come again. No, 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 no. Then take away your Jesus. It's Jesus that has given me food. Everything they will say, Jesus, Jesus. He has agreed. You are missing. Using that grace of opportunity, you have to listen to this message. Don't misuse grace again. And that's why they used to say when they are praising God, tomorrow will be late. Give your life to Jesus. Tomorrow may be late. Tomorrow may be late. We will not have the grace to listen to it again. That's the meaning of that word. When you say give your life to Jesus today, tomorrow may be late. What they are telling you, you may not have that grace. It's possible that you may not be able to have that grace again to listen to the same message. But you have having grace to, to be alive, to have here, to listen to it again. You better repent. If you have listened to me this morning and you want to do good work, you want to carry out good assignments. I want to tell you that grace is abound for you. Grace is available for you. Grace is available no matter sin you have committed before. Grace is available for you to wipe away that sin that will not bear the consequence of that sin. And grace is grace. Jesus has paid for it. Jesus has paid for it. Jesus has paid for it. Do you want to come to him this morning? Do you want to call to me Jesus only? Do you want to call to Jesus this morning? He's here. He's listening to you now. If you want to do that, just kneel down where you are and put one of your hands into your chest and repeat this prayer to me. Say, Lord Jesus, I heard your word this morning. I listened to your message this morning. And I believe. And I don't want to misuse this grace again. I want to use this opportunity judicially. Help me, Holy Spirit. As from today... I'll be serving you. As from today, I'll be following you. I believe that you are my savior. I believe that you, you died and resurrected for me to be set free from sin and to live a new life in Christ. As from today, I'll be following you. I will not disobey you. Help me, Holy Spirit, to follow you. Help me, Holy Spirit, to listen to you. Erase my name from book of destruction. Write my name in the book of life. And as from today, I will never turn back. I have made up my mind. I will use the grace of decision this morning to follow you. Help me to follow you to the end. Help me to follow you to the end. Help me to follow you to the end. Thank you, Father, because you have answered my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. God bless you as you pray that prayer. If you have prayed that prayer, I congratulate you. You are welcome into the kingdom of God. Now you are a bovenal child of kingdom of God. You are a true child of God. But there are things that you need to do 
as a child of God. Because there is things that the child of God have in common. What they shining, what they have in common, number one, that the Bible said that we must not, that's why the garden of believer. So you have to look for one church that will be going if you have not been going to church before. You have to look for one church, a Bible-believing church, where you get there, please introduce yourself to them and just tell them that I'm a newborn again. I just give my life to Jesus Christ and I want to know him more. So just tell the pastor there, they will be able to guide you. And number two, another thing that we have in common is the scripture. The scripture is the word of God. It is a, it is a, it is a manuscript of our life. It is where God speaks to us directly. Now, you need to get a copy that will be written by yourself. Then you get a copy that will do what you'll be reading by yourself. And as you read it, meditate on it. And number three, live by what you are reading. Live by the word of God. Don't allow the word to influence you. Don't allow the word of any man to, to take you away from what the word of God is saying. The word of God is yea and amen. So live by what you are reading. Live by it. Run away from sin and it shall be well with you. God bless you. And I I, I not to tell you that it needs to come. If you continue in that line, if I also did not defeat, we shall meet at the feet of Jesus in it to come. Where we'll be singing hallelujah forever. Where there won't be money, where we won't be crying, where there won't be sorrow again. Where there won't be say I never eat, I never shop. No. Where we won't be say I never bathe, I need water. No. Where we'll say I didn't have cloth to wear. Where we won't be thinking of anything again that to just worship our maker. Who will be like Jesus on that day. I pray that you and I shall make heaven in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you for listening. God bless you. My name is Pastor Daniel Abiola Afakwe Ibuku Jesu. This is the moment of divine clue. Next time we shall meet God's willing. Thank you.